welcome back to Cancer Perspective. Thank you for joining us. We are continuing our November calendar. We have discussed Honoring Caregivers Awareness Month, Lung Cancer Awareness Month, Neuroendocrine Cancer Awareness Month. November also contains Pancreatic Cancer Awareness Month and Stomach Cancer Awareness Month. Today we'll be discussing pancreatic cancer. The term pancreas comes from the Greek word pan, meaning all, and kreas, meaning flesh. So together it means all flesh. The theory behind that is this organ is a uniform fleshy texture. The pancreas sits behind the stomach. It is sometimes described as the shape of a fish with a wide head and tapering, curling body with a pointed tail. The head of the pancreas is on the right side of the belly and meets at the duodenum, or the first part of the small intestine. And the tail is on the left side, next to the spleen. The pancreas has two different types of cells, endocrine and exocrine. Exocrine cells form the glands and the ducts that make the pancreatic enzymes that's released into the intestines to help digest foods, especially fats. The endocrine cells are the smaller percentage of cells in the pancreas, and they make up the hormones like insulin and glucagon that help control blood sugar, as the pancreas is so important in the control of diabetes. There's a pancreatic duct that merges in with the common bile duct that comes from the liver and empties into the duodenum, or that first part of the small intestine, which is at a place called the ampulla of Vader. These are all important because these are all places and cells that can form pancreatic cancer. The most common type of pancreatic cancer is adenocarcinoma. If you remember from way in the beginning when we discussed types of cancer, adenocarcinoma is a type of cancer that starts in the glands and line the insides of the organs. So in pancreatic cancer, adenocarcinoma involving the exocrine cells is much more common than finding cancer in the endocrine cells. Pancreatic adenocarcinoma is about 95% of the pancreatic cancers. These can include cancers that start in the cells that make the pancreatic enzymes. If the cancers start in the ducts, these are called acinar cell carcinomas, A-C-I-N-A-R. The less common type of exocrine cancer includes adenosquamous, squamous, signet cell ring, undifferentiated carcinomas, and giant cell carcinoma of the pancreas. And then the ampulla of Vader cancer is a particular location where that bile duct and pancreatic duct come together to empty into that small intestine. These aren't technically pancreatic cancers. They are included because they are often treated more like a pancreatic cancer than a small bowel cancer. And then we've already discussed the pancreatic neuroendocrine tumor, or the PNET, in a previous episode this month. 
and are treated in very different ways and have a different overall survival rate. Tobacco use has been linked to pancreatic cancer and is considered the most important risk factor because it is twice as high among people who smoke than people who have never smoked. Being overweight and having diabetes or a condition called chronic pancreatitis or chronic inflammation of your pancreas are all significant risk factors as well. Then, of course, exposure to chemicals, including dry cleaning and working with metal, may increase a person's risk. There are inherited genetic syndromes and family histories are extremely important when considering surveillance for pancreatic cancers. Pancreatic cancer is linked to the BRCA1 and BRCA2 genes that are known as hereditary breast and ovarian cancer. Also, the PALB2 gene and mutations in the CDKN2A gene that are also related to skin and eye melanomas. There is a familial pancreatitis gene caused by a mutation in the PRSS1 gene and Lynch syndrome, which is also known as hereditary non-polyposis colorectal cancer, or HNPCC, is linked to a mutation in the MLH1 and MSH2 genes that also put a person at a much higher risk of developing pancreatic cancer in their lifetime. And then Peutz-Jäger syndrome, caused by the STK11 gene that's linked to polyps in the digestive tracts and several cancers also raises the risk of pancreatic cancer. So finding the cause of having chronic pancreatitis and treating it appropriate, is it due to a gene change or is it due to things that are unclear such as diet and lack of exercise? Maybe an irritation by high doses of coffee or alcohol or chronic infections causing ulcers in the digestive tract. Pancreatic cancer is rarely found at an early stage because it doesn't have a lot of symptoms until it advances. And once this disease advances, it becomes harder and harder to cure. Symptoms of pancreatic cancer may include belly pain, particularly if that pain includes the sides of the belly or the back. If the cancer is affecting the lower part of the stomach, nausea and vomiting can be a problem, particularly getting worse after eating. Loss of appetite, a significant weight loss, yellowing of the skin or jaundice, Remember, jaundice is a symptom of an ill liver, and the pancreas and the liver are attached by a duct. The liver and the digestive juices can interfere with other organs around it, including the stomach and the colon. Because that liver can become ill, then you have that light-colored stool or dark-colored urine. You can be itchy. Having a new diagnosis of diabetes, or if you've been a diabetic for a long time and all of a sudden it's getting harder to control your blood sugars. Pancreatic cancer puts you at higher risk for a blood clot, and that might be the first sign. And then becoming more and more tired and weak. 
So usually testing begins with what are your symptoms, and most often a pancreatic cancer is diagnosed by a CT scan because they are checking your abdomen for the reason for nausea, vomiting, maybe a jaundice or weight loss, and then they might see a mass or a lesion on the pancreas that leads to further testing that include biopsies or MRIs, ultrasounds a PET scan. Then there are blood tests that can evaluate how your liver is doing. There is a tumor marker that may be helpful in pancreatic cancer, and that's the CA199. The CEA, or the carcinoembryonic antigen that we discussed for colon cancer, can also be used. But the reason we don't use these tests as a screening without symptoms is because there might be other reasons for high levels Once we know that there's a suspicion of pancreatic cancer, these numbers become your number and become something that we can follow to see if treatment might continue to be helpful or has it stopped working. A biopsy can happen either through the skin or through an endoscopy, a tube with a tool sent down into the stomach and reaching towards the pancreas. There's times when you need a surgical biopsy, but that's not as common anymore, and that's doing an incision through your abdomen. Because pancreatic cancer is rarely found at early stages, pancreatic cancer is hard to cure, and it has one of the lower survival rates of all of our cancers. But remember, we have talked about you are not a statistic, you are your own person, and it definitely depends on the stage, when it's first diagnosed, and how you respond to treatment. Treatments and treatment options continue to involve and improve every single year, so the most up-to-date survival rates on the American Cancer Society might not reflect what's going on today. So although the survival rate of five years is less than 50%, that means that there are still the outliers that live longer than five years with this disease. Treatment for pancreatic cancer follows along all the other cancers. You may have surgery. Surgery includes the Whipple procedure, and that's a very specialized surgical option for treating pancreatic cancer and tumors in the small intestine and possibly bile ducts. It involves removing the entire head of the pancreas, the first part of the small intestine, the gallbladder, and the bile duct. It's also called a pancreaticoduodenectomy, pancreas duodenum ectomy, removal. Radiation can be an option if pancreatic cancer is causing dysfunction in another organ or a problem in one area, such as the liver. If you have pancreatic cancer that's gone to the liver, you can have liver-directed radiation. Then there's systemic therapy, including chemo, targeted therapy, and in some cases, monoclonal antibodies. The pancreatic cancer ribbon is purple. The story goes that the purple ribbon was chosen for pancreatic cancer as a tribute to Rose Snyder, whose favorite color was purple, 
She died after battling pancreatic cancer, and her daughter helped develop the Purple Ribbon as a sign of pancreatic cancer awareness. So wear your purple ribbon as a sign of support and encouragement to those who have or are battling pancreatic cancer. Thank you for joining us. Take care and spread kindness.